Welcome back to the basement, everyone. We're going to keep this brief because, good God almighty, is this a long podcast. Uh, we got a little chatty. Might had to have something to do with the booze. Might, more than likely, had something to do uh, with just... It's fun hanging out with uh, Patrick and Eduardo, which you're going to hear. Uh, so, uh, just to get you through this intro right here, what we're talking about this week. We're talking about a... Uh, Fantastic hoaxes pulled on the music media involving Wayne Coyne and podcasts. We are talking about a new album from Future Birds called Hotel Parties. We are also talking about the fantastic new album uh, by Phil Cook of Megaphone fame, amongst other things, uh, Southland Mission. So those three things are about to happen in your ears. Uh, so rather than keep on talking about this, I'm just going to let it happen. So here you go. I'm hitting play on the thing. This is episode number 135 of Chunky Less of the podcast, where we are reviewing new albums from Future Birds and the Fantastic. Fantastic Phil Cook. It happens here, and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man Nearly a two-word review, just a shit sandwich. That right there is a wonderful house. Stalker email to you. Nice. I know Bryce Desner. It's exactly what it was. Yeah, exactly what I was like. I was like, is this thing on your site for real? Like, you want people? Wait a minute. This is this is like the stalker podcast. Yeah, this is like two people who just found you. Jesus Christ! This is the power of the interwebs. Fantastic. And I have Wayne Coyne like gabbing his jaw and like gif gif at me. Oh really? Oh, you got it up? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we ready? Um. Yeah, we ready? We yeah, good? Sure. We good? Yeah. Gus is no, he's not going to be on this one. Uh, thank you guys for coming back down to the basement. Uh, Eduardo, you're always, back again. This is like three in a row. This one we did not reschedule. Right. Think about that. I almost did today. I was. I was about. I to almost say did the fuck with you. No, I was this just is like. Uh, <laughs> which, Patrick, which brings to mind the question: Is it really happening? That's true. That's <laughs> true. Where, where the red light guys? might not be on. <laughs> Uh, Patrick, you're back. Yes, uh, after, I'm here. Uh, a few. How long? It's been about. It's been a while since I've seen you. Yeah, well, I was supposed to do the um, Jillian Welch, Dave Rawlings, yes. uh, uh, one, and we had a, a family issue. Yeah, yeah. So we'll I'm sorry about and, that uh, again. By the way, uh, much appreciation from my uh, wife for the shout out. Oh, on the podcast. So. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, and we were. It, it, we were talking upstairs about like your pets being your family and stuff. Yeah. Like, well, welcome to cat talk, yeah. <laughs> um, and stuff. And it's important. Like, it's uh, you know, the, it's been the, a bad couple of weeks for some some pets that I know of. Yeah, so yeah. it's just he was named Iggy, by the way. Was named what? Oh, Iggy. Oh, nice. Iggy Pop. Sure. Very nice. So, pour one out for Iggy. That absolutely, absolutely poor guy. guy. 
Um, we're going to be talking about, uh, this is sort of the, uh, we don't do too many hippie podcasts, and I don't know if this is actually a hippie podcast, but it's definitely leaning. We're close. Lean, yeah. We're close to it and stuff. Uh, but every once in a while, um, and even with Andre here, I don't think we did too many of those, but every once in a while we, we get get a you know a bug in our ass, and, and that is this week. Uh, so we're going to be talking about a new album from uh, Future Birds, who... Um, they're a band from uh, Athens, Georgia. I'm not sure if they're still in Athens, Georgia. Yeah, of course they're still in Athens, Georgia. Why would you leave Athens, Georgia? Um, they have a new album out called Hotel, Hotel Parties. And then um, Phil Cook, who uh, we played a song from his new album, Southland Mission. I actually saw him recently uh, at DC9. Um, I honestly can't wait to talk about this album mm-hmm. <laughs> because, but before we get to that, save um, it. <laughs> yeah, be- before before we get to that, uh, I want to talk about a little news. There's not not news heavy this week, although there is going to be a title benefit. Uh, did you know about that? <laughs> <laughs> a benefit. <laughs> a benefit for whom? It didn't say. It just oh, said no. it said That's for right. for charity. <laughs> so it doesn't say. Same, you know. And uh, Prince is going to be playing. Awesome. Um, so, uh, so that that's gonna be. We don't know a lot about that, and that's. I think it's October twentieth at uh, at Barclays, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I did see something um, about that. But this week, uh, sort of, somebody had some fun with uh, essentially uh, types like us, although the types like us that are in general uh, uh, less interested in the music and more interested in getting hits. Uh, there was a press release got out, and actually, you know what? I now looking through the stuff, I got this press release, oh, yeah? and I ignored it because it's fucking Beach House. Like, who cares? <laughs> Sorry, Beach House. Um, but, cosine, cosine. Here, yeah, here. but um, but the press release basically says Beach House debut, a new song, Helicopter Dream on Wake, uh, an unreleased track on uh, Wayne Coyne's new podcast. Well, Wayne Coyne, I don't think really has a podcast. It's an easy fact to check, but uh, nobody did. <laughs> so who, who all did this go out on? Uh, Consequence of Sound, I think Stereogum did it, Spin did it. Um, and what... <laughs> what? It's the, the write-ups for these were like... We have joked about this canned music writing, and to be honest, if anybody has attempted music writing, I think I know you know. Like I know, it's fucking hard. It's difficult because yeah. you're talking about something that you arguably love, mm-hmm. and that is the hardest. Like I'm not going to write a Phil Cook review because I can't. Like sorry, Kate. <laughs> like <laughs> the press person, but um, it's like dancing about architecture. Yeah, exactly. So the T-shirt says. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway. These people put out this press release uh, uh, or these stories as news and saying this was a thing and even went on to describe the song, which clearly was not a Beach House song. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then uh, the guy who, who actually pulled this off um, basically let him know. His name's Sean Price, who is associated with this podcast, whatever it was on. Um, uh, I think it was Fearless Freak Podcast Podbean. So he's a he's a fan. He's yeah, into the lips. But uh, but nothing. And so he finally sort of came clean on this. I the, the only the reason like this actually I think is news is because a, a lot of what we do talk about on this is why why are people paying like this little attention if <laughs> <laughs> if so. This little attention look, to what? Look, we are the the twenty third most influential music blog <laughs> in the world. Bullet, with a bullet, with a bullet. Uh, this podcast is going to get us twenty two, actually. Um, and and like we in this room know that's bullshit. <laughs> it's, it's like, look, 
Patrick, I don't know what you mean. Okay, that's I'm I'm, I'm Patrick. Here to you be... are a true believer. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Get your hand off my thigh. Oh. Um, that wasn't my hand. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. Uh, so Steamy but down here, but you have bands who are trying to actually make it and, and seeing these outlets as like real things that they should be sending mm-hmm. it to it. But if anything, this highlights that like, does anybody give a fuck anymore? <laughs> well, I, I you know it's it's. Probably, uh, I mean, if Aaron uh, Sorkin were here, I'm sure he would be able to tell us all about oh. the pressures that the new media faces. And, and Jonathan and, Franzen. Right. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I would I would love to hear from those two about, about this issue. But, Read uh, the new novel. Very anti-internet. I'm going to oh, so drop I'm, it on the table, bro? Absolutely. You, okay. you yeah. could have said spoiler alert because yeah. I'm only halfway through. I thought it God, would come out. It I, gets, I thought it would come out pretty It gets a lot worse. That. Keep going. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. But no, I think I think part of it has to be that whoever ran it first just assumed that, hey, maybe we can you know steal some clicks from Pitchfork or something before yeah. the first ones to put this up, right? Right. And uh, but you're right; they should be like excoriated and given shit for basically uh-huh. not doing basic background fact checking and research before right. before posting something and and repeating a, a press release verbatim. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, which happens on the bigger sites. I mean, that's the problem we have. I mean, we and I know, uh, and I'm not going to name the sites, but I know even in town, there's sites that just do that, um, or uh, just give a very um, subjective reaction to something that it really is just like, oh my god, it was so fun, and that, that doesn't tell you anything either. I mean, I, ge- I guess the idea uh, that I've garnered, uh, what the prevailing belief is in five years of doing this, is. You get something by creating a, a, a critical mass of stuff, but if I, if five outlets in the same geographical region play an art, your artist's song the same day, like how is that doing anybody any good? Like people are smarter than that. Like they, they're. I mean, obviously, because anybody who saw this was like and heard it was like, what? <laughs> like this is not, you know. But. Uh, the goal is, as far as getting the pieces up and stuff, is just like, oh, we got to do this. Oh, we got to do this. Oh, we got to do this. Often it's paired with a promise. Like if you're with Consequence of Sound or Pitchfork and stuff, you have connections to these people so that when Radiohead comes to town, not any of these bands, but when a big band or Springsteen, you get the free tickets. Right. Or you get, at least get the access. Right, right. Um. So so what, uh, what, did, what was the guy trying to – I mean, has he – did he just basically say, "Yeah, I'm, I'm a, I'm a troll, and I was having fun"? Or <laughs> um, I don't think he's commented. And, okay. Uh, if he has, uh, yeah, I mean, this the article we're reading is on Gawker. God, <laughs> every time I'm like, "Fuck, I should look." I don't want to push Gawker as a news source, but it is in this case. Um, it, says, <laughs> it says, "Indeed, I emailed Sean Price to ask him if he was surprised at how easy it was to pull off this hoax, but he has not yet responded." Hmm. I can't wait to hear his. So this wasn't even. This wasn't even like an ongoing. This was the first episode, so easily identified. The first episode of the podcast of the podcast, so so easily identified. <laughs> have you listened to it? No, I have not. Okay, uh, see, see my disdain for Beach House. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not like the news cycle has been really kind to the Flaming Lips either. With the uh, wasn't Say wasn't it. Wayne Coyne? Didn't Wayne Coyne <laughs> just it. fire someone for like there was like a big to do about? I was people- going to say. Oh, Miley Cyrus. Miley, Miley. Yeah. 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 It, it didn't, that doesn't help. No. Uh, I have some scoping questions, if I may. Mm-hmm. One is, are we sure that Wayne was not involved? 
I don't think anybody's confirmed that. Because I huh. think this sounds like something Wayne would actually sort of enjoy. Ugh. And I say Wayne like we're on a first name basis. Sure. Mr. Coin. Mr. Coin. Yeah. Are you suggesting that his fan base might be in, imbued with the spirit of Wayne Coin, though? I mean, can you consider that? I don't think he would necessarily object to what has happened here. Okay. As a, as a first point. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. no, no. As a second point, he put out an album with Miley Cyrus called, <laughs> I'm sorry, Pet Death? What was it called? Yeah, it's... I, Blood of the Pets? Blood, it's something your, horrible. Your therapist told me block it out. I did. It's okay. <laughs> but bad. Bad. Right. And he's done a few other things in recent years, and I even sort of liked the weird thing they did two years ago, but not really I actually much. sort of liked mm-hmm. that, too. Not the weird thing, but, like, but the like, album. Yeah. Like, the album, the album proper they did, it was very intense, but I kind of was okay with it. And you're talking to somebody who loves Soft Bullet and, and a lot of mm-hmm. the other albums, but... I don't think they are that interested in necessarily like making a good song and or album right now. I think right. they're sort of playing around with a lot of their stuff. And I, as much yeah, as I yeah. like Wayne, like I, this could be okay, part of that. I see where, I see where you're I'm, coming I'm from. Just, I'm just trying to scope a little here. Mm-hmm. And so if it, in fact, Wayne has had any involvement or even if he didn't have any involvement right. and a bunch of news outlets bit on the idea that it was a Wayne coin podcast by the way could you listen to it and tell that it was wayne or not i mean that's yeah yeah it was, it was obvious that like it was not him from Port- yeah, yeah yeah okay well that's on those media outlets but at the same time to the extent a bunch of media outlets bit mm-hmm. and thought it was this was a real thing a i think wayne would enjoy that b i sort of enjoy the fact that a bunch <laughs> of media outlets bit and thought it was wayne right and screw them for not doing the due diligence and Yes, we're in a weird state of media where very few things get taken seriously or noticed. But the point is, like, this is a totally minor prank, whether he was involved or not. And it's had a totally minor ripple. And it's sort of comedic. And I'm 100% okay with it. So Patrick, I'm I'm actually Wayne Coyne. Um, so let's make let's make some news here. Uh, you're absolutely different right. Different in person than you're, I thought you would look. You're absolutely and I, right. I've you, seen you, you in it. concert. What happened? <laughs> you know, I I, I, I have the gray? my <laughs> I have my people uh, do their thing, but uh, but no, I mean I mean if you are right, then you definitely heard it here first. So because I've not heard that theory. I mean, if best. you're listening to this podcast, Wayne Coyne is in the bathroom. Dropping the kids. Yeah, off. yeah. No, I, mean, I was. So that, that was I my impression. Of set the tone by asking if the podcast was actually happening at the beginning because it hadn't oh. been delayed. Uh, anyway. Oh man. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. To all you outlets uh, who, who who bid on this, <laughs> <laughs> just like um, to to all you bands. Uh, I mean, I, I honestly, I, I love this because I I <laughs> I, I hate dealing. Uh, I hate bad not bad pr pitches i i understand like if you, you get an intern you get a somebody just out of college and stuff they just don't have experience writing or selling or i mean because that's what you're doing you're selling mm-hmm. but what i hate most is is you can look at it and tell that they do not give a fuck about the product they're trying to get you to talk about and if you don't do that then we're not going to talk about it i mean we don't like i mean that's just that's just how it is. Like we respond to, I respond to stuff where somebody like personally emails me and says, "Hey, like PM buys," which I'm I'm gonna spoil this right now. It's gonna end up on my top ten uh, because, and he literally was like, "Hey man, how's it going? I was listening to this. I really like that. And uh, here's my EP. Check it out." And then two months later, like the guy's opening for Dawes, 
What the fuck? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. yeah, he got the CG bump, the 23rd. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. There's a lot in what you just said, by the way. Huh? There's a lot in what you just said. I think so. Yeah. Maybe. Eduardo, you should please respond first, because I have to organize my thoughts. <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, so, so first of all, I think if Wayne Coyne is involved, I think that somehow makes it sadder. <laughs> and it's already really? it's already pretty sad. I think so because I think he's you know it just seems like this weird <laughs> midlife like desperate you know to be relevant you know some guy more who, desperate he, than making an album with uh, Miley Cyrus that stinks. Well, it's it's a continuum of that, right? Um, so I, I I mean, and I've I've definitely lost interest in the Flaming Lips, um, you know, over the past decade sure, or so, sure. like any normal person. Um, but, but drugs. I think, what's that? Not on drugs. Any right, right. Any, drugs. any sober person who doesn't go to like you're the second the, tier hippie festival. You're in the post Yoshimi. Yeah. I was sort of much like. We do have the Taylor Swift triple dick bong down here. So <laughs> that's <laughs> I have to call back to this. God. <laughs> Sorry. That'll call be like, uh, good God. It'll be like the picture of, uh, Brooke Shields in HR. You guys, do you guys know that where she's? Yeah, so no. you get Taylor Swift down here. So like a seventeen-year-old Brooke Shields backstage at the nine thirty club, but there was a picture of her in HR and she's smoking a bowl or something. Really? Yeah, yeah. We need to find somebody good with impressions. Yeah, like I'm just, okay, just, but just I can't sit him in the Brooke corner. And like <laughs> anytime we just throw out a name, like hey, yeah. who do you want me to do? <laughs> um, Taylor Swift. I okay. Okay. Can't do women. Go men. Um. Let's see. I would say Bob Dylan, but that's mean. Yeah. Well, uh, that's easy. Yeah. No, no. Anyways, continue. Uh, I almost got him. Yeah. So where? So, so what were we saying? Um, just uh, you know, I, I you it's, were saying if Wayne is involved, it's more sad or sadder, depending on the correct use. It it yeah. is because if he's not involved, then this guy is just you know he's probably going to try to parlay some sort of career or some degree of notoriety out of having punked the entire. Music media establishment. You're gonna try to get a job at Pitchfork talking about tweets <laughs> by <laughs> right, right. Which is and so Social so that's so, <laughs> but that's so that's the best case scenario here, right? And that's kind of sad. Um, although, as you know, if the guy can make a buck doing that, good for him. Now, if Wayne Coyne somehow like coordinated all this, then I just I just feel like there he should have. He should have more things to do with his time. To be honest, that was my conspiracy theory that he might have been involved. I have no basis. <laughs> I'm buying it. I'm buying it. No, I'm 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 uh, I'm buying URLs tomorrow. So, you said this that the PM boy, boys uh, PM buys PM buys thing was going to end up in your top ten. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many things are going to end up in your top ten based on a collective <laughs> listen of podcasts that have come out in 2015? Uh, it's like 50, wait, 10. Just so you there know, are 10. just so you know, <laughs> there, there, there are, are 50 def- things that are, are going to be in your top okay, ten. Okay. To start uh, with, and that was the number one thing I reacted to. It could, it could be plugged in top... the time space bender thingerator. So. It could be the top ten list of albums that would have made the top ten. Yes, if there were twenty. That was Paul's shitty <laughs> suggestion one year, and we're not doing really? that. <laughs> so that that Sorry, was my Paul. my first reaction. The second reaction was the fact that both you and I are enjoying the hell out of this news story means is more of a. Let me re- restart that sentence. It's more of a comment on the current state of music media reporting yeah. than it is anything else. Yeah, absolutely. And that's really what the story is mm-hmm. to me. The story is not that somebody punked everybody by pretending to have a Wayne mm-hmm. Coyne podcast where he sounded left, nothing like Wayne Coyne and a bunch of media outlets bit. The story is it happened and a bunch of media outlets bit. 
like and 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 we're just in this space now where as you sort of alluded to at the beginning Mm -hmm. is like nothing has any meaning and it's the wild west and that's maybe where we are i don't have much more to say i had something else but the point is (laughs) between that and your top 10 list i couldn't think straight (laughs) yeah (laughs) there might be a lot but look man i can I make the rules, man. I, I know. I'm just, just, um, so that, uh, you know what? And we're actually going to put this, uh, which which is it? GIF or GIF? I think it's well, GIF. I think reasonable people can disagree. Oh, apparently, the, apparently, no, well, I, I've been made fun of for saying GIF. And okay. so I started saying GIF. And I guess the inventor of it recently said that the soft G is acceptable. Okay. I think. GIF. En <laughs> GIF. All right. So uh, I, I have a no GIF rule on the side, but we're going to break that because Wayne Coyne has been just yapping his mouth at me for the past. About this? Fabulous. No, it's, oh. it, you can't see it, but it's fucking, it's fucking amazing. So, um, yeah, so look that up. <laughs> we'll, we'll put uh, a, a second link to Gawker on the site. God damn it. Um, but um, maybe, shit, maybe I'll call up the guy. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Why don't you have him on the podcast? Why did I do that? Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> oh, been busy. That's what. Um, so, uh, all right. Uh, you guys ready for some bong ribs? <laughs> Let's go. Uh, no, no, I work for the government. No. The name of that song is 27. That is off of Athens, Georgia's Future Birds' latest album, Hotel Parties. Uh, Future Birds, when did they get their start? About uh, 2012, I think? 2011. 2010, actually, was the first album. Uh, They put out three albums. I think they put out a couple EPs, some live albums. Their first album, Hampton's Hampton's Lullaby, Mm -hmm. uh, had... A song on it that I think is what really uh, distilled everything. I think we'll talk a little bit about this. The uh, You're Not Dead, Mm -hmm. which is, um, I I can't say jam man yet. We'll we'll get to that. But but it's one of the most, Mm. like, it's one of the most heartfelt and, like, serious anthems. If you've seen them play that, like, there's actually a video up on the site of I recorded at Rock and Roll Hotel, and the place is going fucking nuts Hmm. um, because it's, just it's simple it works and it's great songwriting uh baba yaga came out in 2013 um saw a little growth on there this this one now uh is actually before they were on fat possum now they're on easy sound which maybe their own label i'm sure i'll be corrected on that um in here it's a little more polished uh it, it is a little uh you know jammy as as that song is um and here is gus hey buddy where are you going Gus, we're not to the Meow Jewels segment yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, this is a band, I think, we'll start with Patrick, because this is a band I think oh. you sort of love. Uh, well, short version, short version. Sure. So some exposure to Hampton's Lullaby, I liked it. 
Baby Yaga came out. I had friends who were like, you're going to love this. you got to listen to this. <laughs> and the first, and this is true for you me. You have friends on the radio? Uh, I do. <laughs> <laughs> morning, morning zoo no less, it sounds like. DJ and the squirrel. You're going to love Baby Yaga. Patrick, yeah. did you see that email I sent you? Patrick. <laughs> what? What? Man, it's man in the box. Yeah, right. So, um, so I had friends who also made like Titus Andronicus, who you shall meet. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, are we going to fight? No, I don't think you're going to fight. You're going to get along well. If you're listening to this, Dan, you're not going to fight. So I think what happened with Baby Yaga is it was sent to me on Spotify or whatever. And I listened. I go, And then I came across a couple of the other songs on Baby Yaga again in different places. And then I gave it another spin. I was like, well, it's pretty good. And then about listen four or five all the way through the album, I was like, wait a minute. This is really, really good. And Mm -hmm. it's weird because Baby Yaga has three or four terrific, like Mm -hmm. inarguably, I think, great, wonderful songs on it. And it doesn't have great reviews. Like Mm -hmm. the Metacritic score is below 70, which is sort of like saying a D minus or something like that. Uh, So I I became more, the more I listened to that album, the more drawn in I was and the more I was like, oh, I really like this. And I remember sending an email to the aforementioned Dan and saying, you know what, I've listened to this enough, probably 10, 15, 20 times, where if they come here, let's go. And so that is where it sort of was born out of, is I just, Baby Yaga, I just sort of centered on it, and I got right. so into it, I just couldn't. And, but it took a while. And mm-hmm. the same thing is happening a little bit with, with hotel, this album. Hotel bombs, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the first listen, uh, I have my notes. I'm just like, meh. My notes are filled with annoying, like, yeah, I don't know. It's just someday, not that someday great. we'll publish these. Yeah, yeah, you should. Well, you've <laughs> got some of them, book. but uh, these are handwritten, but not typed this time. But 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 a lot of it is like decent. Sounds like AM. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they're just annoyed no. notes. They're just bullshit annoyed right, notes. Right. And and the fact of the matter is, I listened to it today at the end of my workday. I was like, I really like this album, and yeah. I was like, I don't know. And that's what I've been struggling to figure out how to articulate as someone who gets paid to articulate things is the aforementioned Dan and a few other people that I've been emailing back and forth. I don't think the songwriting, when you first listen to it, you go, oh, it's it's genius. Mm -hmm. You go, it takes about three or four listens and then you go, this is really good. But is it that, is it they're getting away with things because the sound is so attractive or interesting or centrifugal i don't think that's a word or is it that the songwriting is that good and it just takes three or four listens to get to it i think that's the actual struggle with this band as a whole that's what i mean um future words has a uh the song i mentioned before like you're not dead again that is uh you know I, i actually just put it on like driving home today and get like all like misty eyed. Like, that is fucking like you get emotional. Listen, it, you can't hear it and not like react emotionally unless you're dead inside, like Paul. <laughs> We're just gonna bust on Paul. Paul is dead inside. Yeah. It's true. Um, he's a Dodger fan. Yeah. <laughs> he's gonna come back with wrath. Um, but um, but that yeah, the the sound itself is. Uh, if you are a fan of like My Morning Jacket or Wilco, or honestly. Just like I hate to like the Dexatines, the Dexatines, mm. or just like having a good time. Yeah, like this is like you can't deny 
they they lock into something. Uh, where they lose me is that uh, they make like fifty minute albums, and and this gets into the jam band sort of thing. That it loses focus. So when when it's good, it's really good and it's really really tight. Uh, but when it's not, and and it's sort of off in this hazy thing, like if if you're sitting down to experience this, like I really fucking want to listen to hotel parties right now. Mm-hmm. That's all I want to do. I've turned out the lights. I have like you know, accoutrement, whatever. Uh, <laughs> then then you're good. Accoutrement, I don't know. but uh, yeah, but cats uh, bong. Yeah, no. exactly. Cats I don't and know bong. what you guys are talking about. <laughs> yeah, what else do you no. mean? Um, I'm just repeating words I've heard. So. <laughs> but, but ever. <laughs> but, but when, but if you're not doing that, it's it's hard. So, Eduardo, you're wait, 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 wait. Before he goes, I'm gonna be that guy, and I 100 percent agree. And here's my thing with Baby Yaga: there are three or four songs I will fight you to the death. To say that they are three or four of the best songs that came out in 2013 or whatever year that was. They sure. should be in the Pitchfork Top 50. You, you don't have to fight me. Right. I will fight you to the you death. You don't have to fight if you me. Disagree I'm telling you right now. You the rest of the me. album. I came for a The fight. rest of the album I've listened to 30, 40 times. I could um, be camping and have to dig a hole and I would poop on those songs <laughs> and I would put dirt over them and I'd be like, I'd be like, that's fine. But... It I, has I like let to me say to our that. metaphors run deep here, but that's actually not a metaphor. But, but I, would, I would be happy to say, I'm going to see this band live. I yeah. like this band because there are three or four songs on every album where I go, this is really, really good. Right. And I can't get it out of my head. And it may not be the same three or four songs for everybody. I think some of them overlap. Like I think Virginia Slims and Cereal Bowls and Tan Lines from Baby Yaga are mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. great. And nobody's going to really argue with me that much. But the, the where I want to go with this is like, I totally agree is that there's filler on each of these albums and maybe that's just the price you pay for getting those three or four songs. And I don't know if I would go jam band because they're not that long, some of the songs, although some of them are, but they're not there's like a, seven There's a lot of minutes. songs in the five. There's a lot of songs. Yeah. Yeah. Five so, plus. So they could do with an editor, but I don't think in the way that Titus Andronicus needs like <laughs> three editors. So I'm going to now shut up. Um, so actually, Ed- Eduardo, let's let's, yeah. let's play a song. Okay. Let's play, uh, we're gonna play a song. Uh, this was actually one of your recommendations, Deadbeat Hits. Oh, yeah. And uh, then yeah. we can come back to it. So, so this is Deadbeat Hits off of uh, Future Birds' latest album, Hotel Parties.
excellent. It's a grower. It is. The album is definitely that's a grower. what they are. Yeah, gr- but they're but, just growers. But there's also are we on? We're yeah, right? we're always yeah. on. So always on. Turn it over to Eduardo. But here's my thing with <laughs> I'm gonna finish. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Future Birds. You cannot listen to this album one time and say I'm done with it. Yeah. Because as if I've learned anything from the Future Birds three albums, you gotta go listen to them three, four, five, six, yeah. seven times, and there will be this point where you just go, Wow, oh, God, it's so good. Today. My notes on the song Rodeo are just, they're just a scourge. They're just like, the lyrics are terrible. The piano is ter- Everything about it is just negative. And today I was listening to it and I go, God, this song is so good. My, my, because uh, I fell into it. But go ahead. Yeah. My, yeah. My, my comment on that song was better than it should be. Yes. Ellipsis. So, um, no, I think there's, uh, I think it's, um, I think the songwriting is, you know, uh, fine. Um, for the most part, it's not, you know, it's not, uh, they're not a band that's kind of, uh, on this album, I don't think they're setting out to like do anything, you know, earth shattering lyrically, but the playing is so confident. And I think that's what we're all kind of saying, right. Is that there's like, like, there's always something kind of, you know, you just picture like the song is starting and everyone is standing around saying, how can I, how can I pitch in? Like, what can I do here? And, um, it's a really good headphones album, actually. It's a really good really good rainy weather album and virtually like Which every we're line about to get all of <laughs> hurricane <laughs> album are yeah. you saying hurricane album of the year everybody buy this out actually they won't this will be this will be released post hurricane right so sorry no, people. it's out now you missed it's out. Out. It's, out. It's, out. it's out now oh okay yeah well all right um no but i think i think there is a really um you know uh the uh yago mago was that Baba yeah, Yaga. Baby Yaga. Baba Yaga. Yeah, I keep thinking of the can. Yago Mago. Also Real fan great. there, Eduardo. <laughs> no, so, so I, actually, I, actually, I actually totally missed that album. I, I because Baby because Yaga. I'd heard, really? Yeah, I had heard. Oh, so so I I'd, I'd heard good. I'd heard the Wicked Game that's cover good. right on that live oh, thing. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. I just completely. It wasn't until I was doing my homework for the first time we were supposed to talk about this you mean album. Chris Isaac's got, Wicked Game. Chris Isaac's Wicked Game. What a wicked game. Yeah, and the David Lynch guitars and who Milla. Javovovich was no, she? No, that's not who's in the video. It's a different, right. it's a different shake. Right. Sorry, much shorter than Mila Javovich. We're all old. Um, but uh, so, but so, what I hear from them is, uh, you know, my my reference point for their sound is is a lot more that kind of like heroin '90s, like spiritualized kind of, um, you know, very reverby guitars and sort of ethereal <laughs> songs and. Uh, um, no, it's. A, I think the album is a definite grower. Like there's, there is just like the the instrumentation is spot on. The pedal steel is fan. There's just just some yeah. awesome awesome solos on. There's this album. a lot of pedal steel yeah. more than in Baby Yaga. I think at, at percentage yeah, wise. Yeah, this is this it's is a, a heavy pedal steel. It's album. it's a definitely a more atmosphere yeah. album yeah. than I think anything. It's crispy done fried done. reverb or um, something. What what sort of uh, and I and I mentioned this when we started talking about this. So our, our good friends in Roadkill Ghost Choir also are now in Athens. And I, mm. I did not ask uh, Zach or Andrew if they were friends with him. I can't imagine they aren't. Athens is, not a, big, uh, yeah. is not a big place. It's, it's um, for me, it's heartening to see a band like Future Birds play like this, deliver this type of set on an album and stuff, knowing what they want to do and work on it and seeing um, if, it's signaling uh, to me a little bit that maybe Athens is like on the rise again. Oh, I hope so. Uh, yeah, because you know, 
like they played with widespread panic, and you can say what you want about widespread panic. Uh. <laughs> um, Should I start? No, 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 no. We're, we're not. We're not doing the widespread panic bashing thing. But, but much, much like Future Birds, like when they're on, they're fucking on. Absolutely. Yeah. And there is nothing better. And you know if what Future Birds is not to that place, and I and I think. Uh, to their credit, this is because of the type of music they make. Widespread Panic like will ultimately like try to appeal to their crowds, whereas Future Birds like is like we're making these things. This is a th- oh, go ahead, but no, but I still think this is an ambitious album. Yeah. Like I think it's and there's more and there's than a Baby Yaga. I, I think so. Yeah, I think there's I think there's more. Um, I think the band sounds it's, more. By the way, committed. it's called. Hotel parties, just so. <laughs> well, let's talk, let's talk about that and, and talk about what uh, this album is really about. And a lot of their music. There's there's a lot of melancholy. Oh, yeah, for sure. Right. right. There's for a beautiful sure. resignation. The front guy's about name this. is yeah. uh, what's the front guy's name? King Carter or something. Yeah. Um, Carter King. Yeah. So there's uh, he's I, I would say wonderful. Roughly, by the way, yeah, I think I'd say, he's a good I'd say roughly eighty percent of the songs are about death. Mm-hmm. They're about they're great. These are songs about losing friends. These are songs about missing friends. These are songs about ho- the song itself. Hotel parties is you know falls into that classic uh, you know tour diary yep. mode uh, along with Bob Seger songs and stuff from a different perspective. Yeah. And uh, you know, but in music that ostensibly you should be hearing and and you w- will hear at a more jam band oriented fest, you have these like gorgeous sounds surrounded. Surrounding this, honestly, a, a sort of dark center, and maybe that's the appeal. It's a, it's a Thanatopsis issue, yeah. The study of death. Yeah, I mean, uh, Carter King, I think is is the lead guy, right? And the and I think the he's not the main. Well, there are a number of different songwriters. I think he's the lead songwriter, if I if I may, and I I think that. Probably their best songs are heavily influenced by Carter King. I think the question I'm asking about Future Birds, and I apologize if I ever meet them, which I hope to meet them on October 10th, but I think the question I have is, could Carter King get a couple of really good side musicians and a pretty good drummer and put out just as good of an album? And that's the question I have. I I absolutely did not think he could. You don't think he could? Well, because I think the vibe is right, and you can't replicate that. And I so think I think that's what works. It's, it's interesting because we... Uh, I'm, I'm not saying he could. I'm just suggesting we, there's a debate. Because point. we were just talking with uh, Brenda down here, um, the DC band, yeah, yeah. and talking about some of their songs that go to very serious places and some very dark places uh, as a measure of deflection. And I, and I, I think if you're, if you're for three albums now going to surround yourself oh, sure. with this, yeah. like you don't want to talk about that. And you, and, and this is as much as, mm-hmm. and, and he's, he doesn't owe anybody anything else to do that. If he came out as a sad singer songwriter to deliver these songs and anything, because what makes the conceit of, and I keep going back to the song, you're not dead off their mm-hmm. first, what makes that so great is that simple thing. The simple idea, you are not dead. And so no matter what pain you're feeling, what whatever is going on, like, you've got that. Mm-hmm. And that's a fucking, like, beautiful, like, message to put into the world. And if that's, I, I don't know, if that's what's driving all of this, then... 
Yeah, and I, I'm not. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to hear his solo album. I don't think. I think you know what. Well, what, 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 what gets me? Well, well, time out. Okay. I'm just okay. throwing it out there as like an idea. As if if I were the A and R dickhead, to the extent they exist anymore in this reality, I would be like uh, Carter King. You're the heart and soul of this thing. Gotcha. Why don't you just go do a thing? Yeah, that's. I'm you're the brooding. You're the brooding like frontman. I'm being so the let's go devil's out. advocate, dickhead, corporate person. I, I love corporations. No, I don't. Bye. Well, they're they're people, so you yeah, could sure. you could you could um, love them. Um, I yeah. So no, I I mean, what's what I really like about this album is is that is hearing that the band playing like it's it's that yeah. for every verse there's like someone is kind of doing fills in the background or you know these these are songs that they're taking their time with um you know there's a couple of songs that clock in at like the six minute mark where they don't you know they 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 only do the chorus twice and it's not until they're almost three minutes into the song and the chorus is like not a very well-defined or well-characterized chorus and i think that takes some balls in terms of band play and songwriting well like on xmas drugs there's mm-hmm. this weird flamenco scale in the middle. Yeah. That you don't, the first listen, you're like, mm-hmm. ah. and then the second listen, you're like, well, that was kind of, and then the third listen, you go, that's pretty good. There's, there's, and you get really interested in that, right? Yeah. So when, so, you know, usually when you're writing a song, like every choice you make is going to limit like the range of possible choices that you can make after you've established right. that chord structure right. or whatever. And all of the songwriting on this, has moments that are like, wow, I did not see that melodic turn coming the, at the start of the I song. I think the group mind of Future Birds is like on a level that is par excellence. Yeah. I think Cosine. what they've achieved just in, in their collective agreement about how they want to sound and what they want to achieve is so yep. good compared to so many other bands. Yep. And that's what sets them apart. And I think I seriously will fight to the death about three or four songs on Baby Yaga. But I, I do think like what they get away with has less to do with songcraft and more to do with commitment to the vibe and the atmosphere yeah. and what was happening yeah. in the moment in the studio and all this other stuff, which actually goes way, it goes back 30, 40 years to what was really good about rock in the 70s. Like, Mm -hmm. it it just works in a way. Well, there's a point in a band's, like, development where they're comfortable with that, where they're comfortable putting out an album that says, we're a band, we tour, here's the stuff that we we live through, right? Here's our lives, and we're just going to tell it to you in the way that we know how to tell it. And there's there's not a lot of second guessing going on on this album, I think, which, you know, I think think we could all agree that if it lost, you know, there's a couple of tracks that are sort of, you know, not bringing as much to the party as, as which, some which others. Which is, uh, honestly, the jam band aspect. Yeah, it. right. You have to have, you, you, you like, write songs that are, like, songs to fill a role in a set, right? right? Like, right. this is oh, this will be a slow song to play, like, you know. But Baby Yaga is the same way, and I still think that's a good album. I mean, I think, even though I just said it would dump all over all the other songs on it, I think that... Uh, well, I'm only three weeks into Baby Yaga. I know. But <laughs> I, I think that the same thing is true. Like, if you don't except the songs that aren't quite as hooky or catchy you don't get the you don't three get the or four, like yeah, yeah. real true diamonds and i know that sounds weird to say and we're forgiving something but i think that's how this band works yeah 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 it's, and that that's why i think it's the poor man's being there so uh, <laughs> <Hutch>! <laughs> so uh eduardo what are you gonna do with this 
I'm I'm uh, I'm definitely streaming it right now. If I go see them live after my like after my third after my third beer, wait, I will buy like wait, five copies of wait, it on wait, vinyl wait, wait, and wait, walk wait, around wait, and hand it out to people. You just called it the home the wait, <laughs> not even the homeless persons. The I'm poor man. <laughs> the poor man's being there. And I stream, you I stream, you I stream a lot stream of it? things until I buy it when I see them in a couple of Saturdays. So you're saying you're like, on the and I will buy it? I'm pretty sure I'm going to go. I don't have. I don't. It's not sold out, right? I don't have tickets. Yeah, it's not sold out. Yeah. So basically, that's a buy. It's not. Yeah, no, no. It's a. It's an. It's, it's a, an. I'm. It's a proto buy. I'm get. I'm get, proto I'm, buy. I'm getting to buy. I'm leaning into buy. Okay. All right, Patrick. What are you doing? I'm a hard stream. Are you? I'm a hard stream. Okay. Baby Yaga is a buy. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a hard stream. Mm. I think I'm three to no, four no. listens away from a buy. And here's what's gonna happen. I'm gonna go to the show mm-hmm. on October 10th. Introduce you to Dan, who's still mad at us about the yeah. Titus Andromeda yeah. yeah. debacle. Yeah. Dan, we love you. And then I don't know I'm going to buy I'm Baby Yaga on vinyl. I'm going to buy you Baby Yaga. You know, I'm, I'm going to buy Baby Yaga on vinyl. Right. And I'm not going to buy this on vinyl. Really? But in like a year, when I go to the next Future Bird show, I'm going to be like, you guys. So this to me is Hotel Parties is, is the best. Is, because I will listen to it another 15 right. times and I'll be like, this is the best. No, this I is clearly like, the superior album of the two. No, you're gonna take yeah. Virginia Slims, cereal bowls, tan lines against oh. the best three songs on Hotel Parties, which would be 27, uh, Deadbeat Hits, and I don't think I don't think the three best songs on an album are the way to measure the album's artistic. I don't success. care what you think. I'm saying that's what I'm using as my objective. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I mean, according, so according to your arbitrary, you're getting lawyers, <laughs> yardstick, um, prop. It's a toss-up. The fact that you can uh, say it's a toss-up, I think, is in a, a, a is a testament to that that this album is not something that you can just go one two times and just right. get rid of. And that's and that's I think where we're all at. Yeah. And so I think that's okay. And I agree with you. I listened to Hotel Parties today, which is a song I made scrupulous notes and was like all over the place on. And today I was like, I really like this song. So I don't, I don't know, like, I think they're just such a, whatever magic they've figured out is you can't just do it once, twice. You got to listen to it a few times. They're a grower band. I think live, they're going to be great. You've seen them before. I have not. I've seen them many times before. And they, and they are, uh, fantastic performers. They're like, they're. Essentially, when you go to a show, if you're into this type of music, they're, they're the best. Okay, well, there you the have best. it. Like, I, I, I don't think anyone would hesitate amongst the three of us to say this is going to be a hard stream or a buy for all three of us. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm going to stream. Are you a buy? No, I'm, I'm going to stream. stream. I'm a hard I'm, stream. I'm, I'm going to stream it. But because, I may end up buying later. Because because what I think about this band is a lot of what... Uh, and and I and I don't think they are there, but when I make this comparison, it's simply to uh, call back to a, a earlier podcast and artists we discussed. Uh, when we talk about like Jason Isbell's latest album and how there are some like very uh, songs that aren't there, and that's not a, but that's not an obligation of Jason Isbell to like I have to beat Southeastern. Um, you how know, could you? But you couldn't, and um, but. What Future Birds are, I think, is a band that will consistently provide moments of bass 
just pure enjoyment. And for that, they're a band that I will consistently come back to uh, as a collection, as an album. Eh, it, you know, it doesn't it it, it suffers jam banditis. It just does. <laughs> um, and one thing, because uh, we need do need to get on the Phil Cook here more quick. than Phil Cook, huh? More than Phil Cook. Segway. No, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. But um, you know, at this album's best, uh, something we didn't talk about was. They're channeling like the weirder moments of Big Star, mm-hmm. and yeah, and when I it, the opening track, uh, you know, when that I first heard that, I'm like, wow, like you, a lot of bands dance around paranoia letters, or yeah, 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 and yeah. we say this a lot about a lot of bands. A lot of bands dance around a formula, and they're like, oh, we don't do this because it sounds too much like this band, and people are gonna hate us for it, and fuck and. Future Bridge, I think, it proof that if you just do it, and like, because I hear that, and I'm like, fuck yeah, they love Big Star, mm-hmm. and uh, so I'm okay with that. So a solid stream. So that is, um, yeah. Someone sitting on a fence that is Phil Cook, a gentleman we have talked about on this podcast before. In fact, we played another song off uh, his album Southland Mission a few weeks ago. Um, if you don't know Phil Cook, he is uh, basically plays about everything. I saw him at Landmark this week, past weekend playing keyboards with his golden message. Huh. Uh, playing keyboards? Yeah, yeah. Um, He's a member of Megaphone, most prominently. He was also in Gangs. He's in the uh, Bonnie Vare orbit. G-A-Y-N-G-A. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Armin Edison. Uh, basically, this is a guy who uh, is a fellow Wisconsinite, and I can claim that like by relation, uh, maybe. At least Daria can. Uh, now lives down in North Carolina. Um, and after seeing uh, – well, two things. After hearing this album and after seeing his show DC9 – uh, this past week, uh, I can say he's a hundred percent certified badass. Um, this is his second solo album, and this is 
something that he said at the show, uh, and I'm paraphrasing here, uh, but basically he said this is the uh, first thing that he has ever made that uh, felt like it was his and that, that he made it. Uh, it is a, as you heard from that, you get a little blues inflection in that, which is you don't hear mm-hmm. too often, you know, especially this is being pitched to the indie blogs, you know, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where to start. So I think I'll let uh, Eduardo start and I'll figure out where, how I can even talk about this because I had yeah. problems with the show. I terribly embarrassed. Uh, no, because oh. I, I, I walked up to Phil and I said, well, we were supposed to do an interview and do that. Take my card. <laughs> and it was horrible. Um, but did you throw up a little bit in his uh, hand? Inside, yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Because this what, a, what a moment. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, well, that uh, you know that song has uh, so anything that makes me think a little bit about Lyle Lovett uh, makes mm-hmm. me happy, and <laughs> that. Um, there's a, there's and something Ry about Cooter. that sound. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a very like, like countrypolitan almost uh, kind of sound there. Um, Dale, no, that's a Maripolitan. Dale Watson. Yeah, right, right, right. Dale Watson different. Um, but no, but there's a but there's a very sort of like uh, um, just refreshing Lyle Lovett and his large band vibe there. I think on the whole, um, this album is just so uh, so immensely likable. And I don't, I know, yeah. I know that can sound like a put down, like it's like you're damning it with faint praise, but, but it's not, it's a really, I mean, it's, it's, it's basically an album that you could put on anytime there are more than three people in the same space, uh, and you need some music to put on like this, mm-hmm. this works. Like it's, it's upbeat, it's soulful. Um, it kind of, you know, makes you tap your feet, um, it uh, there are like choruses that you want to sing along with, and it does all of that without being um, cheesy in the wrong ways. Uh, so no, I think it's I think it's a really I think it's a really successful yeah uh, complete album. And I think you know when we were talking about more jam band friendly stuff, I mean there were a lot and of this sounds like a, like so it, I was actually working at the that. show, and a girl uh, came up to me and she's like. Really, you're on your phone now. You gotta live life, and I was like, Come "Oh on Jesus, now. <laughs> like, fucking people!" But you know, yeah. You know, Why didn't you say, "Do you know who I am?" <laughs> I did um, again on the inside. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> or you have to master the "That's cute" look. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. It's, it's nice. Um, it's nice that you think that little one. Um, but whoa, you went over the edge, dude. But so, so, so this. Did I, did I disrespect but, a whole a whole generation there? Sorry, sorry, oh. sorry, burning people, burning men. <laughs> <laughs> burning millennials. Oh, wow. So, but it's, it's a, it's a weird thing because this is normally people make albums like this and they don't, um, they don't hit, they don't, they, they, they don't land on anything because they're missing, um, you know, anybody can do a, a 12 bar shuffle. Anybody can do this. Anybody can get. Uh, you know, a gospel choir, and that that gives an authenticity to it. Uh, the difference is is, and I for the life of me can't figure out what this is. This is one of the most soulful entertainers like I've ever seen perform. I mean, live. Is, huh? Live, live, yeah. It was, it, it was just you know his big thing during the whole spiel of his set was you know don't keep it a secret, and I think that's sort of hmm. th- there is this album is. It's 32 minutes long. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It is a straight shot of just joy. 
And obviously these sounds are familiar to people. They're familiar to Phil Cook because he's drawing from the music that he loves, the music he grew up, the music he studies now. I mean, you know, this guy isn't like some like dumb indie kid. And so this is a guy who's like right. essentially a musicologist and can put together all this stuff. Uh, and I am uh, shocked that like this happened. That I, I don't even... Yeah. You know, when I played it uh, for Daria the first time, she was like, oh, that's this, this. And, you know, you, you sort of you can pick it apart and stuff. But eventually you're just like, yeah, but fuck it. Mm. Yeah. It's Surrender. Like, it's like, <laughs> yeah, fuck it, man. I don't care. Yeah. There's 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 no, you know, like the what's the line about the um, getting a C in college, the gentleman C like there's no shame in bringing the C home. Cause yeah, because the C is a gentleman. Like, George Bush, there's... George Bush, George Bush. <laughs> oh, sorry. Ooh, political hot takes. Yeah. Well, um, I have I have some later. Uh, no, no. But there's but there is nothing that um, that a person should should feel embarrassed about uh, this album um, for liking it. Like there's just there's there there aren't missteps. Right. The, the 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 production doesn't get obnoxious. The lyrics aren't like abstract, kind of gooey nonsense. Um, it's it's really no, no. I'm getting I'm getting uh lyrics are not good. I'm getting some pushback. The lyrics are not good. I, I disagree, but 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 they're not. Come for, forward wait, with wait, your wait, theory, Patrick. Wait, they're also not bad. I see. Somewhere in the middle. They're just Tell us of this. They're just sort of lyrics in service <laughs> of what was actually going on with the instruments and the vibe in the room. Right. Which I'm okay with. I just mean like you're not gonna read these lyrics and be like, Whoa, poetry. Well I think I think if But you, I'm okay with that. But I think if you understand like the type of music that he's actually not just emulating, like succeeding on, like if you think about any of that, I mean uh, that song, you know, ends in a call and response, like yeah. "What took you right. so damn long?" Right. Uh, Great gospel choir. Great. Right, and that's what, and that gospel choir is it's essentially the, like him and one right? other person. Yeah. Wow. It's like a poor man's. Uh, <laughs> oh boy! Shit! Oh, Can kidding. I live that down? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> a poor man's what? I'm not gonna finish that. <laughs> Sorry, you should talk. No, actually, she. It's a yeah, budget. no, no, so go it, on. It, we have shared thoughts. Okay, go for on. it. <laughs> All right, so here's what happened with me and Phil Cook. And that is, I wrote down all the things I would have written down as why I wouldn't want to like this album. And I listened to it, and then I wrote some more things down, and then I listened to it, and then I wrote some more things down. And I ultimately came to the conclusion that I'm a jackass. Uh, <laughs> and that all my objections are garbage, and it's just good music. But that's sort of my point. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, 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 that's the thing with this album. It's never, the people that are like, I only listen to Trent Reznor and Nine Inch Nails. You are not going to like this album. But like, mm -hmm. if you're interested in Southern rock, blues, bluegrass, boogie woogie, gospel, right. like, <laughs> yeah. you're going to find something in here you're going to like. I tried to be like, is this a jam band exercise? Because more than Future Birds... It smells like a jam band. Well, Megaphone, and, and, and actually it's weird because Megaphone put out uh, an album. This was in 2012, I think. And, yeah. and the name has escaped me. Yeah, but yeah. the first track was a, was a dead song. It yeah. just oh, factually. There's a, de like, there's a dead influence right, right, right. on there's two or three influence. songs here. And, I, and yeah. I, I suspect after seeing him uh, that this comes from the Phil Cook side of things. Um, it's, it's interesting because so he uh, plays this album. He's in Megaphone with uh, Nick Sanborn. Uh, and uh, uh, is that his last name? No, 
Nick Nick from um, Nick Sanborn is a saxophone player. No. Uh, David Who? Sanborn is David Sanborn. David Sanborn. Yeah. Nick from Sylvanesso. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that guy who right. also who also is mega fun Megafon. and, all, right. and, and yeah. also yes, yes. And, and and Amelia Meath who was also a mountain man also sang on this album. And to my mind, like the the reason like that uh, Sylvanesso album worked was I think for the very same reason this one is working for me uh, because it was music that people have done. This sh- I mean, you're that laptop stuff. Yeah. But there was so much like heart and soul apparent that you could not listen to it and just be like, you you, you were sucked in. At least yeah. I was sucked right. in. Right. So here's my here's my review of this album. I'm probably a hard stream to abide, but here are the things I wrote down as attacks on this album. One is uh, it sounds too much like a backyard barbecue vibe, which is both a compliment and a critique. Uh the word boy is used. There is a lot of boy. Way too often. <laughs> yeah, there is a lot of boy. I understand he's covering. But, but look a, at the tradition of the music. I, I, well, he's in uh, 1922. He's covering Paul. Uh, what's his face? It's actually a song we're gonna play. It's a yeah. great song. Yeah, it's a great. Tune. But this, even the song he's covering, that guy uses boy a lot and whatever. I I wrote this down. This is the harshest I got. I said this sounds like a laid back version of the North North Mississippi All Stars, mm-hmm. which is not. It's both a compliment and a critique because there are some North of Mississippi All-Star songs I like and some that I don't, but so that was a thing. I said the lyrics are, they're not, he's not inventing language. He's not playing around with ideas. It's just, they're very straightforward. The lyrics are always secondary to the melody and the harmony and the beat. And it's just sort of a, it's a compliment to everything that's close, everything else that's going on. And then, and then I, I said to myself, I would, this is my best critique. I worked really hard. I said I would trade some of the jamming for more concise summary, but then when I went back and listened to it, I go, none of these songs are like more than yeah, four minutes. It's, it's only 32 like, minutes. There's long. no point where you go, oh, the jam is right. still going. Like all of them, you're like, this is good. And here's the thing. Ain't It Sweet announces that he is going to make an album that is positive. Yeah, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It, it and is, then, it and is then, and then, what's interesting is super he builds positive, it out. He builds it out in the next song, "1922," which is a cover of "1922 Blues." "1922 Blues" by Paul McCarr, who I get the name right. It's a great, great mm-hmm. blues guy from Duluth. And and then he does a third song that's the blues funky one we did. And then and then he goes "Belong," yeah, which I don't know if you're about to go there. It's no. this weird little banjo dirge and it's really got a lot of pathos no other song in the album has that level of pathos or pain on it and mm-hmm. he puts it forth and to me right there i go oh whoa time out this is a guy who understands what he's sequencing understands that the listener is going to go yeah. one two three four and get to the fourth song and go time out there was this lead up because by song three if you didn't know who he was or you didn't know what he could do, or you'd never heard of him before, you go, ah, it sounds like a shitty Eric Clapton album, or whatever, from 1985. There's no oh. shitty Eric Clapton album. Oh, time out. But, but, <laughs> oh, no. but, but, that's, but that's what I mean. You get to song four and you go, right, right, you go there's right. a whole lot of soul and pain, and it's this beautiful banjo guitar uh, mm-hmm. thing, viola or, or fiddle, and it's just really... Wonderful. Should we and play "Belong" instead of 19? I was going to play. You can play whatever you want. But what I mean is, 
This is the thing. I tried to mount every argument I could think of to not like this album. And by the third listen, I was like, I'm a buy. I hate everyone. Yep. I hate myself. This is so good. I don't know what to say. Well, well since, since you've been breaking down that song, I think, I think we'll, we'll call it Audible. Right. Uh, we were going to play 1922, but uh, uh, since Blunt's what he's talking about, this comes about halfway through now. Slight audible that is belong off of uh, Southland Mission. Uh, that is, uh, I think, where he slips more into the traditional mode on this album. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, which is, you know, if if you don't know anything about North Carolina, Raleigh, Durham area, where where he's from, mm-hmm. you know, there is. But uh, my cousin Steve actually lives down there, and he's. Uh, I don't know if it's ever going to come out, but he was spent a good portion of the last decade uh, sort of talking to um, uh, African American banjo players. The black musicians down there uh, who were the source of Appalachian music. Uh, his band, the Hush Puppies, if you haven't checked them out, they're, mm-hmm. they're amazing. They're traditionalists. Huh. But the reason I bring that up is because people down there that is deeper in the South, say, than where I grew up, and they are much more uh, interested in diving into that and immersing into that. Mm-hmm. And Phil Cook obviously is. There's no uh, what he's pulling from, you know. It, it's Carolina barbecue. I mean, it's, it's, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I like that. Um, I, it doesn't. I don't think saying that it's a great backyard music is a, no, is good. a diss, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just because you know. Um, what was the example you used? Trent Reznor, Patrick. Yeah. So people who like Trent Reznor have like parents too. And they have friends who aren't into Trent Reznor. <laughs> no, they don't. Right? And at some point, uh, you need to put on something that people can just have on and enjoy. And if they 
care to listen to it, then they'll get something out of it. And otherwise, it's just it's really hard for me to imagine music, a person over 30 who wouldn't be like, this is good. It's just over like, 30. Yeah. Uh, I just mean it's yeah. like a middle rhythm, middle vibe. I just, it's very good. Yeah. The same way that I would say about the Rubber but, Plant, Alison Krauss album. There's very few people. But this is this is this is this is where, and I, I agree with that sentiment. But this is where I actually think that this this album actually picks up like a lot of weight. Uh, you know, if soul is, you can talk about soul music. You can talk about soul, but it is the base of every music that we listen to. It if music doesn't have soul, like yeah. it, it is. Yeah. yeah. You know. I don't want to like rat out like electro pop or whatever and stuff, but like for for example, I saw churches, right? A landmark, zero soul. Boo! Oh, and I get it, and, and I get that it's entertaining, but, but like, but, well, right. let's, but if let's you contextualize, let's go there. Let's go there. Great yeah, it, tide for me. Yeah, you might think, and that's what's weird about this album. Great tide feels manufactured to me. Another person might say, yeah, I, I completely disagree. Yeah, I, you think it's a lot of soul. The first couple times I listened to it, I thought the reason the reason I do is because there's no there's no filler. It's it's 32 minutes. It's a mini album. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so right. so That's this right. is this That's is my uh, this is my third podcast, right? And I think every one we've we're done fucking fight, dude. <laughs> no, no, no. We're, we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. Uh, I it's think every side though. So yeah, man. Better check that shit. Uh, so no, I think every uh, every week I've been on at least one of the things that we've talked about has been either a mini album or a maxi uh-huh. EP or whatever we're yeah. calling it. And uh, I was I was thinking a mini uh, maxi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about that, and um, and just today I was like, does that mean anything? And then I thought it probably means that the CD really is dead. Mm. If people are putting out releases yeah. that where yeah. they don't feel. The need to like, well, you should only put something out if you have 75 plus minutes, right? And then you got to cram in those last two extra minutes of garbage. Right. Like there, like, like there was a decade of horribly bloated commercial releases just because of the CD do as you, a medium. Do you want to go into this land? Do we have time? I mean, we, we have all time here, here, here's, here's what the rule was in college. Three good songs. Mm-hmm. You buy the CD. You buy, you buy the album. Right. You buy the CD. Right. Three, three good songs. You buy the CD. Now... They're, the presidency of the United States had a CD that Presidents? had two point <laughs> one five good song. <laughs> oh, that's so general. Oh, oh so presidency of the United States of America. Oh, okay. Yeah, not not. I was not born in nineteen seventy six. Lumps. Yeah, no, no. I'm I'm, I'm with you. Seventy seven. So. Right, right. Yeah. So I'm saying that's... there's like albums where you're like. But 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 Look, isn't Shell it? Crow has a couple albums that have three good songs, and I'm like, that's that's where I'm at. Well, well, like you, like if you like it, you should buy it. If there are at least three good songs, I don't I don't mm-hmm. think the three good songs was like a power of Christ compels you to buy this CD. Well, that's where I'm <laughs> right? at with this so. whole ranking thing, if I may. We've had this out a few times. It's like for me, if it has three to four good songs, I'm buying it. But, that, but that's actually. But I'm also not buying it because the, oh, the right, reality is, it's the if point it's not the something I'm like interested in the sound of, I'm yeah. not gonna buy it. Because here's right, what I right. buy: vinyl. I stream everything else. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so at a 32 minute shot of general goodness, like, the, there's no reason really not to. I mean, we've talked a lot Are about. Are you trying to a uh, brainwash me? No, I am oh. saying we've talked a lot about this album, about how you can put it on and people can like it, and like 
that's not a backhanded compliment. I don't think. I think there is music no, not like at all. that. Yeah, um, it's called the Eagles. No, I, I love the Eagles, um, but it's um, it's called Taylor Swift. Oh. Well, the Ryan Adams 1989 is perfect background music. It is, yeah. You can put it on and there. Anybody feels like being ironic, even though the album isn't, which we established. Right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it, 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 it creates a safe space for, yeah, the, for, yeah. the, for the Taylor hater. Honestly, haven't heard it. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Okay. I listened to the podcast. I was like, so, so I don't Brian get it. Adams, the guy, you know, Brian Adams. Yeah, I Brian love. Adams. Right. So yeah. he covered Garth the Brooks. Robin Hood guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Um, but with this, uh, yeah, I am. Um, You're hard by. Just say it. You're a oh, fucking oh, dude, hard by. I am. I am yeah. so. Say it. I am. You're a hard by. You saw it live. You I, loved we, it. we can talk. We can talk about like my top tens. Like there's going to be fifty. You think in this is in your top five? <laughs> I think it's in my top five. You oh, think wow. it's in your top five? Because I think that's where you're headed. I no, that's exactly. Because I know you just shit. enough to say this yeah. is in your top five. And and for the very reasons that honestly, like I was saying, that Sylvanessa was my number one album. Like yeah, maybe we should call Daria. <laughs> no, <laughs> because because what what resonates with i don't think just me but with listeners is Sylvanessa was your number 1 absolutely without a doubt it was the best album made that year period paul disagrees but yeah i think like 78 to 80% of people listening to this disagree but <laughs> well, it's okay it's okay it's, it's hard okay. Being, it's hard being right Taste it's hard being is, right man right, right. um but uh the albums that speak to you like an album like Surf, and and again, I'm not comparing. And like Paul actually was trying to shoot down this Kendrick comparison. Yeah, right. But right. the albums that speak to you like deeply beyond the music, um, like tend to be like the best, and they don't have to have like the best, I guess, songwriting. Mm-hmm. You, you, drilling down on that yeah. becomes irrelevant. Like I mentioned, Ry Cooter. Like mm-hmm. a huge Ray Cooter fan growing up, and not of the Ray Cooter that everybody likes, like his cheesy fucking soundtracks. Right. Like right. Homeboy. Right. If you have not heard the Homeboy soundtrack, um, he did work with like Eric Paradise Clapton. and Lunch. Yeah, yeah. But the fuck he, it is. It's Clapton. And it's just beautiful, like instrumental music. Paris, Texas. But there's something yep. Paris, about. Texas soundtrack. There's yep. something about what Ray Cooter does. That when he plays, it's infused with a heart that you can feel, and you, and you just like I'm I'm good with that, and I and I think Phil Cook gets it. I think I've got it for you. This album would be as good in 2015 as it was in 2010, or it would or it will yeah yeah or it will be or it will be or it will be in 2020. Right, and and that's and I think that's and that's my point. What's good about it? That's my point because right. all these like uh, people who are like we're trying to be authentic and stuff. The only way you can be authentic is just, just make so the good. goddamn album so you good. want. So good, and that's yeah. what he did. It's so good. Do you think he has another album like this in him? And, who cares? Or, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, like his actually, the direct quote from the show. I looked at my show notes. Um, were you were uh, on your phone during the show? No, yeah, no, yeah. Um, what's wrong with you? He, he said <laughs> we'll it took, let you in. It took thirty six years. New. It took thirty six years, but he finally made a record that feels like the first thing he's ever done in his life. So I think he's. I think he said something like that in an interview um, yeah. to the effect of like these are Which in, is fine. in some That's way talking he's like this right is and like and a and poor s- man's being there. <laughs> I get it. I get Jesus, it. dude. Um, 
No, oh, no, but no, but he's never a- getting away with that quote. Really? Yeah. Is it is it the poor man's or the being there? <laughs> it is <laughs> both. First of all, is it because I'm classist? And it is don't both. Hold, no, I I love being there. Yeah, more than all right. All right. Let's so, move so, yeah. beyond so, the yeah. being there thing. Um, but so he's he's talked about this album as though this is really in a sense like his first yeah. real release, right? Yeah. And that these are the songs mm-hmm. that he's. been... But it's not cynical. You're talking about guys that played on a lot of shit, right? And good shit. And, and 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 not his w- shit though. And no, but what he said is, I didn't know I had this in me, but there it was, and I had to just get it out or something right, like that. Don't keep it a secret, right? Like and right. that and that and that's when you listen to it, you go, especially around listen three, you go, it's just really, uh, it's sweet, but not in a way that is so saccharine that makes your teeth exactly. hurt. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly, it's just right. So so, what more it's do like you want out of music? Sugar on is, it. is it's it? really good. It's really good. I I tried. I I told you. I wrote down every reason. I, I I'm looking at your notes. I, see <laughs> like, I, I wrote pages to be like, why don't I like this? I want to not like this. And like by the end, I was like, and today I was like, you know what? It's just so good. I don't. So Patrick, what are you gonna do? I'm gonna buy it. Okay. And I wrote you today, and I said. Why didn't I go to see Phil Cook? He'll be back mm-hmm. on Friday because I had a he, thing, he's but... touring the Europe's. Uh, yeah. I, and, I, I, and actually, I will say this too: a photo I took of this show is the ad mat for their poster now. Oh, nice! So, well, let me let me let me just throw this on it for the proletarian, the, huh? the proletariat listener, the the person who likes the poor man's yeah, being there, right? Yeah. The poor man's being there. The 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 guitar vibe. What he what it will just layer on in terms of a wet electric or like a distorted electric mm-hmm. on top of some of what's going on. Because 1922 is, is in fact, a Charlie Parr song, mm-hmm. who is a Duluth, Minnesota guy. And when you listen to his version, which I did this morning just to get me back, because I had heard it before, and I was like, what, 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 what happened? It's a straight-up dirty acoustic blues right in the Blind Lemon Jefferson, like, a, mm-hmm. a, a traditional version of that, and, and, but when you hear it here, you go, "Oh, it's just like exploded out." Yeah, and like Phil Cook, man. Like well, in five years, I may regret saying this, but like he took a lot of ideas that were just bubbling up under the surface of a lot of different ideas about blues and country and bluegrass that are going on and. Look, I wrote, goddamn, Justin Vernon is fucking oohing and aahing. <laughs> he pops the fucking up. beginning of a song yep. on track three or four, and I was mad about it. But I, I honestly was pissed because I was like, I hated his last album, and I right. love the first Bonnie Bear album. But I was like, here's the thing. Everything about this pretty much works. Every time he rips up a guitar solo or yeah. a banjo solo or this or that, you're like, this guy is just so competent and so studied. And so confident. And yeah. so confident and so happy to tell you his story. And that's like, that's 90% of what good but music is. That's what works. And, and that's And what you works. know me enough to know that that's what and works And I know me. when I heard this, I was like, he's going to love this. And, <laughs> and, and here's the thing. I tried really hard to hate this. I tried... Really hard to even hate the Frazy Ford track was one of the bottom five tracks on this album, but it's still really good. And yeah. I will 
Frizzy Ford came over to my house and like peed on a rug, I would still be like, <laughs> this rug goes in a frame. And 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 she doesn't even sing that much, but everything about the Frazy Ford track is also good. <laughs> it's a good road album. It's a good America album. If, if you're in college and you're gonna drive from, like I did as a college senior, from like New Orleans to Florida, like put on this album. Like everything about it gets at what is good and purposeful and hopeful and right about the American South in 2015. Yep. It gets at all the traditions that came before that, which are bluegrass, which are funk, which are blues, which are boogie woogie, which are country, mm. which are rock. And it gets them all right in a way that's just happy and like it's just look. And and I think look, I, I think he, it's not been widely reviewed. This album is as good as the Robert Plant Allison Krauss album. Oh, it's fuck better. You. It's better. Yeah, fuck you so and fuck you if you don't think so. And I think you agree with me. I think it's that good. And I'm going to stand up on the, this table, which has <laughs> a soundproof thing. This I'm is, like, yeah. look, it's as good as the Robert Plant, Alison Krauss album. Yep. And I think if T-Bone Burnett could like get out of his own way and stop hanging out with the guys from, what's that Scottish band? I was going to say Dolores. Oh, uh, the other ones. The, like, uh, yeah. If, 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 if T-Bone Burnett was really on top of things, he would have yeah. been like, this is my album. We're going to do season two of True Detective to this, but it's too happy. But what I'm saying is, this is the Americana. This is this is the best Americana album of 2015. Anyone disagree? I, I'm going to fist. I'm Anyone gonna fist disagree? Yeah, I don't no. think anyone would disagree. No. Nope. It's really Thanks. good. I tried really hard to hate it, and I love it. Yeah. End of story. So, Eduardo. I mean, it's, it's, it's really, I, I mean, I can't, I can't add to that review. Um, it's 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 a it's really close to me. I mean, I, I really liked that that Dave Rawlings Machine album, it's good. and I think that's yeah. I think there's a lot. Different, I different. think yeah. I mean, I I think I think that's an album that'll that'll kind of reveal itself more over time um, than uh, it's than, good Sunday than, morning coffee album. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, so so best Americana album of 2015. I'm not I'm not sure I can go there, but this is definitely an album that everyone who likes good music should buy i mean it's not it's just it's just music that that hits at that core of um americana that's kind of universal and so it's it's soulful and it's got um a shuffle to it that's not just like a you know honky tonk shuffle it's got a shuffle yeah. that's really i think to your point kevin soulful and it just yeah. it just it just it, it 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 gets to that time almost like before music and um and uh, it's really, it's really successful at doing that. And the so, playing is go, yeah. so good. Yeah, it's yeah. it's yeah complete. I mean, it's complete. I, go I buy jabbered, it. But I just want to say, I'm gonna shut up. <laughs> if this is not in your top ten, that's it's dude, you know there's no way because I completely agree right, with you. Like I don't I don't think this is I don't think this is not and I, I will uh, I won't stop. At like the one of the best American albums of 2015, it's one of the best made. That's good. It's really period. good. I I really I good. think when you it's really good look at what makes this up and what if you can look at it like turn off your cynical mind and turn it's off hard, your like though. it is hard, but it's turn really off hard. your like oh fuck 1922 sounds like a Lumineers I song. Tried like <laughs> like, cra- I tried like crazy. I tried like crazy to turn off. If you, if you can turn all this off, 
and just and this is something really that good. this is something that I'm having to relearn this year because you know we were talking about fish like like I hate jam man's now and I hate him for this reason because it, it appropriates this bullshit feeling uh, right that, and but people this is a reminder that people actually do make this type of music and it and it, when they do it well it's fantastic this is and it's meant to bring people together and to allow them to be this happy album, together this album right? is in, i mean this album is in my collection and it will be listened to the rest of my fucking life uh, my notes are a page so, of me trying to figure out why i don't like this and then it's three to four <laughs> pages of good great awesome i love it i can't understand why like anyone would, it's just like i can't understand why anyone would like this and it's a it's a total buy for me. All right. So Phil Cook. Consensus. You done good. <laughs> I mean, you have been on three, two, yeah, three hard buy. Uh, this is yeah. some good ones. All right. So if you I haven't already uh we didn't prepare you for how much of a spaz I was. I can't well if if you haven't <laughs> well if you haven't already, go out and get Southland Mission. If not, um Yeah. It, just just get this shit. <laughs> Well, I cut out down the gravel road and I traded my stock for a V8 Ford. Dad's for 10 down on the floorboards in the title on down to me. Their gasoline ain't free, boy, but wearing out my knee bone. Ain't that the way it is? I started playing Madden, but now, oh. now, now I'm just like Packers and football. I don't even know what the fuck is going oh, on. No, no football. Um, so, yeah, there you go. Uh, Future Birds, uh, Phil Cook. If, you know, I'm going to start saying this. We're happy that you're listening to us ramble on. Uh, I guarantee, Especially this one. I hope Especially you're happy. Eduardo. Yeah. <laughs> Long-winded. I'm the, I'm, the, I'm the poor man's Patrick. Can't yeah. shut up. <laughs> I think I think I think you're the homeless man's Patrick. <laughs> so uh, you, you know um, we have fun doing this, and uh, and I hope you have as much fun. I, I can't imagine how you would have as much fun as we have doing this, listening to this. But if you do, that's fucking come join great. us. But those are albums that maybe you should put in your ears. Um, as usual, every week though, we like to sort of highlight a single. Um, you know, since we don't do that on the site anymore, we don't play too many tracks. Uh, this week, though, we, we originally were going to do an entire podcast on this, and then I realized, fuck remixes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's no hate on, on who we're about oh, to talk I about. Going. I know you're going. Uh, uh, what we're talking about is is an album that is pretty much <laughs> pretty much Destiny. Um, it's, it's Back, it's, I guess this was like a year ago. LP and Killer Mike, aka Run the Jewels, announced they were going to uh, make an album completely of cat remixes called uh, "The Mic Is Being Pushed Over to Gus," uh, called "Meow the Jewels." That album dropped actually while I was out at uh, at Landmark uh, Festival. Uh, it is bringing in a bunch of guest artists uh, to remix basically their catalog using cat sounds. 
Uh, I am not going to really, I don't think I can comment on like the validity of it, the importance of it. There's nothing. This is just a thing that is. Uh, and as things like that go, yeah. Yeah. So, um, if there was a track on uh, Run the Jewels 2, is Oh My Darling. Now it's Oh My Darling, Don't Meow. Uh, so, I think we're just going to turn you over to the experience. Gus, why don't you push play on this bitch? Justin goes home to get some good rest. He turns on the TV, and it's Cat Week. What's the worst that could go wrong? Fuck the law, they can eat my dick, that's word of pimp. I don't fuck with to talk like all these fucking imps. Stop violent, give a fuck if you deny it, kids. You can all run naked backwards through a field of dicks. Fuck the world, don't ask me for shit, that's word of pimp. I dreamt we own the world, but I've woken up and it don't exist. Soak it in and need no assist, can't slap my wrist and I'll owe you shit. Trust me, I'm a doctor, do operate, I'm a post for a raise a bitch. Tiptoe on the track like a ballerina, ski mask in the Pontiac Catalina. It's obese female opera singer, you can run the jewels or lose your fingers. Come in, LP, got time to kill, got folks to kill, on overkill. He hanging out the window, I hold the wheels. One black, one white, we shoot the kill. Them fuck boy life about to be repealed. That fuck boy shit about to be repaired. Fuck boy G-Hard, kill infidel. All whack my boom from Mike and L. Life is hell, death's a bitch. And these fool bar rulers getting rich. I cop a zip, it opens up. I smoke it up, go home and fuck. Said I be girl when they roam. I get the face, please pay with dome. My business card says you're in luck. I do two things, I rap and fuck. I fuck rap, I talk scrap, I smoke kush. I beat the puss, I read the books, did the math. Don't need a preacher preaching on my behalf. Yo, teacher can't teach my arrogant ass. I'm blowing on creepy by reading the scriptures that's written by a gypsy and sipping on whiskey. Hey, baby, you with me? Where am I? What is, what is, what is. What are these cats doing? What are you doing? Stop! Please don't! Stop! Oh my! Don't cry! Oh my! Don't cry! We run this spot like a Chinese sweatshop. Don't stop. Work and work until chest pop. Cardiac arrest and I'm so invested. I'm self-invented. That's all illusion. There's no confusion. You see the future. You fear the future. I've seen the truth and I'm so deluded. I've been a better bad guy than I've been better than bad. Been a bit of bully talk beating in my chest. In fact, I half stacked from a rat. I've been a bottle of vodka. I know a few facts. Maniac, radiac, run, go tell them that. AT, Elliot, and my fun of rap. Time to be wrong, I'm snapping. Show up in class, what's happening? School yard bullet with a fully automatic. Heart full of pain and a head full of habit. Everybody step on the key and I'm letting them have it. Cap it. Leave a name, mom, but I say what happened. Who gon' buy my baby a cat? Fuck that bitch in the back. Make a blast, I'm mega lit. On Highway 6 and I'm not strapped in. I don't crash, bitch, I just skid. Got the cash, I'll make the trip. I make the trip, you better pay. Don't worse, but that's don't make my day. I'm not from Earth, from far away. I bust through chests like baby grace. Running the jewels of the game. Whipping the mixes like chickens are kind. Spitting the sickness again. Parents is living again. Kids is just fucking insane. Pulling that pistol, left this with a chain. Rapping the simple like they in a game. Delivery dope like a dose of the dope or a nose full of coke for a junkie of fame. Got it, promise I will never hang out with the jewels again. I'll be what the fuck is your problem on drink? Why is fucking cat screaming at me?
Gus is displeased. It's Oof. disquieting for a cat. I, I actually, the first time I put this on, my um, I was experiencing some uh, domestic cat strife, and uh, it was too real. It was too real. My wife cat got related trauma. Yeah, we had to take one to the vet, and the other one doesn't recognize the cat who goes to the vet when she comes back and they were fighting, you know, every couple of hours. And so the minute I put this on, my wife just, it triggered her like maternal, like, oh my God, my cats are fighting somewhere. And I said, calm down, calm down. It's just the music. And she said, why the fuck would you put something like this <laughs> on? Wife, wife? So re yeah. re really quickly, before we get out of here, is this the greatest project? <laughs> Or yes. the greatest. Yes, greatest. It's just <laughs> and greatest. Yes, yes. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I understand the question. <laughs> um, meow the jewels. We're actually it. sort of reviewing the third album. This is dumb <laughs> as fuck. Oh no, it's terribly dumb stupid, as yeah. fuck. But but one of the guys the skills, from Portishead remixed the track, exactly. which means mm -hmm. he came out of retirement more or less mm -hmm. to remix a track, which I'm totally on board with. And so what we have is an album full of Run the Jewels remixes done by people from Port like people from Porter yeah, yeah. Dan the Automator. Snoop Dogg is on the first track. Heard uh, of him. Heard of him. And and it's and it's all cat sounds. <laughs> and it's all cat sounds. Yep. Um this is not a uh, for this podcast, this is not No CGI cats. <laughs> no CGI cats. <laughs> Uh, we're just gonna, I mean, and it's free, so fucking right. get right. this. Go meow the jewels. Torture your kids. There's gonna be a picture of Gus in the show notes now. <laughs> and before, because he doesn't look forlorn often, but with this he did. Now he's fine. It's all, it's, it's okay, buddy. Um, oh, he's very pretty. Yeah. Thank you guys for coming down. I'm glad you and, uh, Patrick and you and Eduardo met. We got some shit to work yeah. out. We got some shit to work out. This is, this is like, yeah, for sure. Both of you are poor is... man's Paul. I said it. <laughs> <laughs> proud, proud, proud to be it. Proud Sorry. to be it. I'm a, I'm a homeless man's Paul. Oh, really, is man. where I'm at. It's, it's housing uh, insecure. Paul, I think is the preferred. I'm the homeless man's dude. version of you. <laughs> I just want you to think about that when you hear this. If you ever hear it, he doesn't. He doesn't listen to guys go back. I know. I know. He doesn't listen to a thing. I'm like, check it for. Like I was like, what, well, what, what? There was a podcast. I don't know. I don't know. What are you? What are you talking about? So as usual, uh, thank you, listeners, for checking in, hanging out in the basement with us. This was, uh, I think, this is gonna be a long one. We're like, yeah, we're, two hours. We're chatting tonight. You know what? He can't shut up. Yeah, he can't shut up. This yeah. guy. It was. I, I blame Wayne Coin. Yeah, yeah. I blame, I blame Wayne, Wayne Coin. He was. Well. He was here um, all along talking into the microphone. Or, fake or. <laughs> uh, shout out to your friend again. Dan? Patrick? No. Oh. Your family member. Oh, Iggy? Iggy. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just leave it where it is. You know, we say this at the end of every podcast. Like, be, be good to your ears and be better to your people, yeah, but, but we mean it. Like, what what we're talking about here, this is fun for us. This is, this is about being good to our people. Like, we just hang out. We have right fun. On. Yeah, man. And so, uh, so do that. And then... Uh, do that some more, and then keep doing it some more. And maybe you'll soundtrack it with full cook or future <laughs> birds. But uh, yeah, at any rate, we need to stop talking because we have been. <laughs> so see you guys in yep. seven days. Thank you, Patrick. And thank you, Eduardo. And uh, go to the Future Birds show.
<laughs> 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 Kenobi.